Welcome back to One Visit Away with your host, Kevin Fitzpatrick. This show focuses on true stories of philanthropy in order to understand what it takes to succeed in major gift fundraising. Listen to these stories and you'll realize you're just one visit away from a transformational experience for your benefactors and your organization. Did you know that, according to research, only about one-third of the prospects fundraisers like you get thrown on their caseloads are truly qualified, and even fewer are actually ready for your outreach? Think about that. If you're like most, two-thirds of the leads you've been getting are not really qualified to be on your list. Sure, they might have given in the past, and their wealth screen ratings might be high, but if they won't accept your outreach, what good is all that research anyway, right? It's a serious problem, but there is a solution. And you can find it in Greg Warner's book titled Engagement Fundraising, which you can get right now at no cost whatsoever at imarketsmart.com forward slash free book. That's right. You can learn how hundreds of organizations and thousands of fundraisers are succeeding in today's era of fundraising climate change by grabbing your free digital copy or audiobook version of Greg's very popular book today. Get it now. 100% free. Engagement fundraising at imarketsmart.com forward slash free book. That's imarketsmart.com forward slash free book. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the One Visit Away podcast. I'm recording this episode sitting outside of my Airbnb in the glorious Michigan weather, which is nothing like the disgusting Texas heat that I'm typically in this time of year. But uh, as I'm in Michigan, I'm doing a meetup uh, this Tuesday, the 25th in Ann Arbor. So if you happen to be around, um, connect with me on LinkedIn or send me an email, kevin at onevisitaway.com to get all the details. Going to be getting together with some fundraisers in the area and just look forward to uh getting together having some coffee and getting to meet some of you in person but anyway uh look forward to seeing you there if you're in the area and i hope you enjoyed this episode so in this episode i want to talk about a kind of unfortunate topic and that is the reality of how many major gift fundraisers lie specifically when applying for jobs. This is something I have been uh, shocked by, amazed by, and now just, I it doesn't even surprise me anymore that candidates will just make wild lies about their former success at other organizations, or at the very least, we'll say they intentionally mislead their employees. So the reason this is on my mind is I had a friend of mine hire someone for a major gift role. And when they hired this person, I told my friend, you know, because because my friend was saying how they're super excited. This person has all this major gift success at, you know, XYZ organizations. And they're really excited about this this new hire. And I told him, just be cautious. Uh, Like, there are a lot of times people mislead their success in the past. And so just, just watch out for signs that 
maybe they weren't telling you the whole story because I've just I've I've become skeptical of all of these super successful uh, major gift officers that fit several other criteria. I'll talk about in a minute, but for a number of reasons, this stood out to me, and so I told my friend, just be aware of this, keep an eye on them, and you know see how it develops. And pretty quickly, it became aware that they were just horrible. They were completely incompetent in every measurable way. And so they wound up firing them pretty quickly. And and my friend was wondering, like, man, like, how am I... <laughs> like, how did I make such a big error? And I started telling him about just how how many times I've seen this happen where candidates lie about their experience level and it's uh i'll give you a few examples there's one person that uh i was aware of that went on to become the top major gift fundraiser at an organization and he told this organization that he closed 28 million dollars in gifts the last year at his previous job and it turned out to just be total BS, like completely made up, not even remotely close to true. Uh, and wound up being, you know, absolutely disastrous at the new organization. And I saw this example happen. I saw someone else who worked at an organization, um, you know, I'll call it Acme Nonprofit. So, so Bob, the fundraiser, was working at Acme Nonprofit, and Bob was the top major gift person. And Bob had several people uh, underneath him who had been at the organization for years before. Bob turns out to be a total disaster at Acme Nonprofit, uh, loses money every year he's employed there, um, raises, I mean, maybe maybe $30,000 in a two-year span where the rest of the team is kicking butt. And Bob, the fundraiser, uh, starts to realize that his days are numbered, so he starts looking at different different jobs and winds up going to get a, a great job making a lot more money at another organization. And I don't know what happened in the interview process, but I certainly know it wasn't truthful because the truth was is they were a total disaster. And if they would have said that, they wouldn't have gotten the new job. But I can imagine what they might have said was something like this. I was the uh, you know chief development officer at this organization for 18 months, whatever it was. And during my time there, major gift revenue increased by 35%. And that might be true because the team was very successful, but it had nothing to do with this person. In fact, they were a huge impediment to it. And so that's what, I, that's what I'm talking about when it comes to intentionally misleading. So let me give you <laughs> a couple other examples here. So the reason I bring this up is that you need to be aware of it. I have been, I've just been shocked by how many times I've seen this happen. and. The thing people don't people don't seem to get is like really successful major gift fundraisers, people that 
pick up the phone, they send emails, they send texts every single day to schedule visits, they keep a pipeline full, they're always getting to know the donors in their portfolio, they're asking for really significant gifts, they're closing gifts every month, they're raising more and more money every year. Those types of people are super rare. And if you are one of those people, you should get paid very well. And I'm telling you this just from perspective of having talked to a bunch of organizations, talked to a ton of major gift fundraisers. If you are one of those people, your skill set and discipline is in high demand. And I hope you are paid well because it is a very rare thing. If you are on the other side of the table and you are hiring people for these positions, especially if you're at a smaller organization, if you think you have found a super successful major gift candidate who's willing to accept a job at $75,000 or I'm just... I'm just making up a number, but if it's if it's something like that, if it's 50,000, 75,000, 80,000 even, they're probably not that great. And I want to be careful with how I say this cuz if you are great and you're only getting paid 75, you're worth a lot more. And Maybe it's the organization you're at. Maybe it's the size of it. There's a lot of factors that go into this. But by and large, I mean, really successful major gift fundraisers with a proven track record of outperforming pretty much everybody else on the team. They're closing gifts consistently. They're raising more and more each year. Those people get paid well over 100000 in almost all instances. And so if you're hiring and you think and someone's telling you, oh, yeah, I've been super successful in major gifts and they're looking for a job and they're going to accept something at $65,000 a year, they're probably not as amazing as they are claiming themselves to be. And so just be careful when you're hiring for these positions. I would get really uh i would <laughs> i would really hope you can talk to people at the organization they at organizations they've worked at previously because if they don't have really positive references from those that have worked with them in a fundraising capacity previously that is definitely not a good sign and at the end of the day it's really difficult to know whether or not somebody's going to be successful until you put them in the role and you see how they do. So at the end of the day, you're going to have to hire people and you're going to have to see how they do, but just be cautious with how much leeway you give people. Um, Obviously, you have to give them a portfolio. You've got to give them, you know, the right vision. You got to put things in place for them to be successful. But if the only thing that the person has going for themselves is that they said they were super successful in their previous roles, that is not much of anything I would put a lot of weight on. You got to see how they're performing and. If they just don't look like they're 
they're in the right role, they're probably not in the right role. If they're not excited to go out there and schedule visits, if they're taking six months to learn the story or organize whatever, they're probably not the right person for the job. And so be aware of the major gift fundraising candidates that lie. I'm going to give you, and if you are a major gift candidate, don't lie. Don't do it. My wife and I were watching the show, uh, what's it called? MasterChef. And uh, we couldn't believe it. This 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 guy on the show, you know, he was cooking. He was trying to make some cupcakes, and he forgot to put. He forgot to put. I don't know, baking powder or whatever it is. And so they didn't rise, and so they just like they were these lame cookie type things that were super dense. And he started telling the candidates that they're they're home cakes, and it was something inspired by his grandma and what she used to make, and. You know, they're really dense so that they can soak up the the liquid and all this stuff. And it was just a total lie. And everybody knew it was a lie. And the judges knew it was a lie. And he wound up losing. And even, but the thing is, is like, he is now forever known on international television as a liar. And it's really hard to come back from that. So I know it's tempting to exaggerate things when you're trying to get a job, but just don't do it because maybe you'll get that job and you'll get the big raise and you'll be super excited. But if you are a liar, you are not going to make it very far uh, in your career and you're not going to be good at major gifts. Major gifts is about trust. It's about forming real relationships where people can trust you and share valuable information with you. And you can share what's actually going on at the organization with the donor. And if you're a liar, you are going to have a tough time succeeding uh, professionally and also just as a major gift officer. So don't do it. The other thing, you know, when you're hiring for these positions, don't don't think you got one shot to get this right. It's really difficult to hire for major gift positions. So if you hire somebody and you realize they suck and they were a liar and they completely misled you about their abilities and their success, don't think like, oh man, like I tried and I I failed and I'm just terrible at this. That's okay. You're going to make mistakes. They need to move on and then look for the next candidate. And you're just going to have to do some trial and error until you find the right person. And when you find the right person, you'll usually know it because it just everything clicks. So I hope this episode has been valuable to you. I can't uh, tell you enough just how important it is to be honest when you're talking about your success, when you're interviewing for new jobs, um, when you're speaking with donors. Tell people the truth. Stick to it. You'll be a lot more successful, you'll be a lot more happy, and your donors and those that work with you will trust you a lot more, and it'll just be a much more positive experience overall. So, with that being said, be honest, go out there, get a visit scheduled right now, make it happen, and if you're in the Ann Arbor area, I look forward to seeing you on Tuesday the 25th. Send me an email, kevin at onevisitaway.com to get all the details or send me a message on LinkedIn. Thanks so much. And as always, I hope this episode has inspired you to schedule more visits. After all, you're just one visit away from growing your mission and your impact.